Hello, everyone. Welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today, unfortunately, is Luke and Ralph. That's right. Uh, the boys are back for this last show of our personal season of our top 10 trilogy of episodes of podcasts for you all. Uh, today, we will be doing the best discoveries in 2022. Uh, Luke, I don't think you were here last time. Why don't you explain to us what does that mean, discoveries? What do we mean by that? I don't know. It's my first oh. time. I'm kidding. Wow. There's things we discovered in the year of 2022, whether it be other types of media, like mm-hmm. books, video games, movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, etc. That's right. And it really could be anything. Like I remember Rob had one year, uh, personal things he did in that year, you know, personal milestones. And he put those as uh, as a, as a num- numeric slot, so like um, you can do really anything. Discovering what you're discovering, what but usually a very oh, positive, very positive cool. list. Uh, no, it is cool. I, I, know, I never do it. Would count. <laughs> yeah, they always did. Well, my girl's um, not going to be happy. She's not on this list. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's right. She won't be. Um, well, I'll tell you right now. None of my personal things are on this list either. Um, but they never are. I kind of just I was like, it's more fun to find. Um, Something that other people can consume as well is, is what I like to do. Yes. Um, that's just my preference. I like how you say they're personal, but everything's personal to us. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is the oh, – wait. You know what I mean. Personal in the sense of – I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Life experience. Um, but you're right. This is – Rob is right. This is the most personal list because it is so different. If there is one duplicate on this thing – it either means we have no lives or we are too... We just love each other. We, so we, we hang out too goddamn much, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, that's um, probably it. Like, this should be the most different kind of list. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should be the craziest, ideally. The most sporadic, diverse, all that. Um, anyway, I didn't even say the rest of the spiel, but you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes at otherpodcast.com, where you can find... Um, other our other past discoveries of the last what four or five years and um there's some weird stuff in there for sure you can see progressions of like books and movies that we catch up on it's great um it's always fun to read the list so without further ado and this is not going to be a super long one compared to our last week's show and the week before but uh i just want to start off with uh with a question you all with you all um do you feel like you guys did enough to discover things? You know what I mean? I know this is the hardest list to upkeep. I'm not saying based on the list only, but like in general, did the year feel like you made some, I don't say progress, but you know what I'm saying? Like, was it a plentiful for you and things that are discoverable? So, well, let me try to fill, fill the void for me. Music-wise, this was a great year for me. Not a good year for me with watching older movies that did not come out in 2022. If it pretty much wasn't for review for this podcast, I did not venture out into a lot of other movies. Me either, actually. Not much. So, but it's okay. I, you know, uh, other parts I discovered, like I got back into reading a little more this year. You said last year, technically. Oh, reading. Sorry, reading. Reading, I heard reading. Yeah. (laughs) Pillaging and reading. Yeah. Yes, pillaging. Yeah. I found a new love of pillaging. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, uh, reading. So That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, 
uh, for me, uh, like for example, I don't have a single movie in my thing. Um, again, I didn't. It's the hardest list to upkeep. I'm sure there's one or two that would have made my list had I remembered them. But uh, I'm not sad at all by that. You know, I have a, a, a mixed bag of things for sure. Um, anything you want to say, Ralph? Are no, you? this is yeah. This is the hardest list. I always do like a game or something, and I go, yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna add that to the list, and then I totally forget about it. You know? Yeah. Um, this is probably the only list you should be making as it goes along because everything is different. Yeah. Discovery is so broad, you know. Um, like I said, I, I'm the one who usually does something weird. Like I'll say something that I've never done before or mm-hmm. something new in my life, like Oscar said. I'm sure I've had stuff with Leo many times, um, things like that, you know, just things of that nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I try to keep it there, but... At the same time, I didn't. I felt like I did a lot, but I felt like I didn't do anything either. It's weird. I don't know. I worked a lot. Um, <laughs> I worked that a lot. I didn't do a lot. I I should have done more. I could have done more. I still can't do more. Same. You know, it's one of those. I I don't know. I have very little ambition to do a lot of things to start things that I like older. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's just like it's like it's there. It's there forever. I can just go to it whenever I want. Why do I have to do it? Why do I have to force myself to do it now? It's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, not to just consume only new, 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 but it feels like that. So this year was a little weird because, especially like second half of the year, second half of the year for me really slowed down, and I thought it. I thought we were. I thought it was going to come back up, but it just never did. And there's so much shit that's been going on and. A lot of things happen personally, and a lot of things, you know. So, yeah, your second st- asshole is not making the top ten. A, a lot of things are still, yeah, no, no. A lot of things are still on the, uh, you know, just barely coming up. So, there's there's just just a lot of stuff. Yeah, I get that, man. Um, but also, everyone's different, right? So, uh, all right, with us, I don't want to that that I don't want to start like that. So I'll say, also this. Uh, as a reminder, this won't have a lot of uh, extra stuff to it. We'll have an honorable mentions, and I'll mention something after, but that's really it. Um, we're not going to talk about what disappointed us the most. Like, it doesn't matter. It was just discovered. This is a really a, more of a wholesome, positive, reaffirming kind of list. And it's, like I said, it's fun to do, as I said in other shows. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to start this time. Today... I speak your name, girl. Will the goddess speak it back? Normally, it would be the mother who declares, if you had one. The whole village would attend, and matriarchs perform the ritual, but we are outcasts. Even so, we keep the tribe's rituals. Otherwise, we might become like the faithless old ones who turned their backs on the goddess. But their wickedness doomed them. To us, we're left the splendors of creation, beasts of air, Water, earth, and steel. I'm going to start off the list, guys. So my number 10, I'm going to start oh, right away boy. with an Wait, anime. Yeah, I'm starting at this time. Mm-hmm. It's an anime. My number 10 is an anime. 
Um, it is only my number ten because, like, I feel like it would have been higher mm-hmm. had it fucking ended. Of course, I'm talking about Attack on Titan. Oh. Made my number ten. Okay. Yes. So this is your first foray into Attack on Titan, right? And I, I, I had seen. Man, um, to you. I wish I never did because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that long ass break just never. On the old show, we remember we did the reviews of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, we did a few. Yeah, right. I, I had seen the first season, and that was it. That well, was he's cheating. That's what he's saying. No, I'm fine. Then count seasons two, three, and four part one, four <laughs> sure. part two. Wait, four didn't part they just announce today four. that the, it's it going to be sp- the last season? They're splitting into another two more segments. I just yeah. said that. I just saw oh. see, I, I, season four is the last season, but it's been going on for four years. Oh my fucking! God. <laughs> I'm not. I, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's a, it's long. Every I thought I was so season four. I heard it was announced like a couple years ago. So I'm like, <laughs> and it's heard it's the final season. So I'm like, oh, the show's done. I can watch it. I said so last year, and um, and I can watch it and watch the whole thing and enjoy it right as a complete thing. But no, it ended on a cliffhanger. I'm like, where's the rest of the episodes? And I look online. Uh no, they've been, you know. Uh, the season four has been cut in through this is already the third cut of uh, third slew of episodes they added like another yeah, top it, five it's, episodes it's pretty now. bad i'm not gonna it's lie really you. bizarre um, really every time it. um friend of the yeah. show matt who does the top 10 shows with us um yeah. he, he every time he talks about it and he's like yeah you got to get into it and i'm like okay where are they or what are they doing well you know they're doing this and it's a split season and it's like oh my it just sounds like oh like it's just, i don't <sighs> no. want to touch it i really thought it was done i, I would never have started it no, if i the, thought that this year it this year done. it started off with saying like this is the final season and yeah. then they went and fucking were like did you say split it in four parts sure thing you know that's really so, what happened now i have to wait like an asshole what the fuck um i don't like that because it was a good story it's going places i would be like where it's going but this is not good so uh, that I mean, I don't want to end. Uh, let me tell you what this is about. For those who don't know, uh, it's it is set in a world where humanity is forced to live in cities surrounded by three enormous walls that protect them from gigantic man-eating humanoids referred to as titans. And the story follows Aaron Yeager, who vows to exterminate the titans after they bring about the destruction of his hometown and the death of his mother. Uh, and it goes from there. It's way crazy political. It's crazy a lot of things. Um, it goes in depth into a lot of it. It is supernatural in nature, but uh, I really like what it says about humanity. It's pretty bleak, though. It's a pretty bleak show, not for kids. Um, but I really like it. I really dug it. Um, especially season uh, two and three. I think did a lot of great stuff. Really, season four had a slow start for me personally. Wasn't three the one with a lot of talking? Two is the one with a lot of talking. Oh, two, that, two is that a, lot. Was a slog. Three is a, is a major payoff of two, I would say. But two, I really enjoyed what they were talking about. So, like, I was I was into it. You know, the um, problem was that yeah. from it's from what it started with with two is after such a long hiatus and what you were used to from one from season one. That was the issue I had with like, and I just couldn't get over season two. I was like, I, where are you guys going with this? I'm just I'm, I'll catch up eventually, and I never did. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, I realize it's not for everyone, and I realize this release schedule is terrible. I get it. I'm just saying, uh, I saw the whole thing thinking it was going to have an ending, and it didn't. But still, I enjoyed my way there. So I'm putting it on my discoveries because I saw 90% of it already. So um, my number 10, Attack on Titan. Uh, it's an anime. You can see it on Crunchyroll and shit. Check it out. It's pretty popular, though. Um, we're, who's going to be next here? Let's have Roth be next. Okay. And I'm with you. My number uh, but 10... I, listen, I'm going to say something real quick on my list. Uh, there's, yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, nothing in my list oh, yeah. matters. Nothing doesn't matter. There's no order to it. I guess you can. There's 
movies, TVs, shows, uh, video games, and obviously mm-hmm. one personal thing that um, we'll talk about later because okay. I always add a personal thing. Anyways, besides the point. Uh, my number 10 is a show called Midnight Diner, specifically Tokyo Stories. That's the one I ended up watching. Um, this is a quick anthology of human relationship stories connected by the only open in the wee hours diner the characters frequent. Essentially, it's open from midnight till like 7 in the morning. It's like the opposite of like, a, you know, it's uh, yeah. your type of place that you would go to, Oscar. Oscar, yeah. Um, uh, resolutions are often facilitated by the owner slash chef. Um, this is, they had its own show called Midnight Diner, but it's still the same thing. It's just, I guess, like more, I don't know, um, maybe more HDFI because the show is like from 2010 or 2009. And this one's the updated miniseries from 2016 or something like that. Anyways, it's cool. It's su- super cool little stories to have. And as I just kind of like fell into it, I was was looking for something to watch, but I didn't want to watch anything, you know, like heavy, but I didn't want to watch anything old. And I was in a weird place and I was like, yeah, this looks sure. Sure. You know, it was one of those. And, um, it's a quick story. It's a quick, like 20 minute story, 20 to 30 minute story. Very Japanese. Um, and essentially, uh, it's about the people, the patrons of this restaurant, right? And in the restaurant, he has a very small menu, but he's like, I'll cook you anything you bring that you want that I have, but you can bring me stuff also and I'll cook it for you, right? Which is kind of cool. And it's all yeah. like learning about themselves or everyone's unique, obviously, because everyone has their own story. And you kind of go into it all. Oh, he starts off like, I brought this one at a time. One of the clients came in and, you know, like he told me about this and he made this famous musician. And then boom, it goes off to it. And then they show like this whole production value of that meeting this music uh, musician and everything the diner doesn't even exist the chef doesn't exist anymore but they frequent this place and he's kind of like the focal point you know mm-hmm. and uh they go through that and that's like how every story is and then at the very end in a very japanese way it ends with a um with a quick uh this is how you cook a recipe um thing like this is a menu this is this is this is one menu item here's how you cook it right and you're like that's that's very Japanese of you. I appreciate you teaching me something yeah. on top of everything else, you know? Uh, so it's cool, man. It's a, it's a super cool little show that I, I, hmm. I kind of just I fell in love with um, at the very end of the year that I was watching. And it was just it – was, it's a really cool, easily digestible show. Awesome. Um, you, can dive, you can do it whichever way you want. I haven't finished all of it. But, yeah, I, I did watch, I think, like a season and a half worth of it. So Nice. All pretty right. cool, I like that. All right, so that's what's it called? Midnight Diner. Uh, it's uh, Midnight Diner. Tokyo yeah. Stories is the specific one I found, but yes. Got it, got it. All right. And that's um, Netflix. Netflix. Thank you. All right. Uh, this is number 10. Luke. What's All right, my ten? number 10. <laughs> it's actually a movie uh we talked about before cuz we reviewed it. And it's one that stuck. Mm. And it was Beasts of the Southern Wild. Oh shit. Yeah, that's that nice. That, the first time I saw it, and I really fell in love with it. It was amazing. I mean, it was a great story, and uh, the acting was fucking superb. As much as I hate child actors, this little <laughs> girl just knocked it out of the park. Like she reinstilled like faith in the, you know child in, acting. In child actors, Kevangeli Wallace has single handedly yeah. given you right. Yeah, she was hope. amazing. Um, I'm really glad to hit you. I didn't know I hit yeah. you that. That's good. It's a great fucking movie. It is um, indeed. And if you haven't seen it, don't be like me. Watch it. Yeah. Don't be like Luke. But also be like Luke and watch it. Um, aspect, yes. It's a very contradictory thing you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, check it out. It's part of our anniversaries marathon. Uh, so that came out in 2022 or 2012. Sorry. Yeah. Um, excellent movie. Excellent pick. Yes, your number 10, Beast of the Southern Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number nine, my number nine is now, is a video game that I got into pretty hard and then obviously just dropped it as soon as I was done with it. Um, not in a bad way, just because I had to move on. It is a weird game. It's called XCOM 2. Nice. Mm-hmm. You guys play this one? Uh, yes. Maybe. For like a maybe? couple minutes. Oh, okay. So, I mean, maybe it's, it's kind of weird to say. XCOM 2 is a 2016 turn-based tactics uh, game uh, made by Firaxis Games. It is the sequel to 2012's reboot of the series, uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown. It takes place 20 years after the events of Enemy Unknown. Uh, XCOM, a military organization trying to fight off an alien invasion, has lost the war and is now a resistance force against the corruption of Earth and established totalitarian regime and military dictatorship. Game, gameplay is split between turn-based combat in which players command a squad of soldiers to fight enemies and strategy elements in which players manage to control and control the operations of uh, the alien ship and so on. It's fucking fun. There's two versions of the game, um, kind of. War of the Fallen or War of the Chosen, whatever it's called, and then the original XCOM 2. Um, I played both. I, as soon as I finished the first one, which is hard, and I played it to not the most difficulty, but the one before that one. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was hard. It was annoying, but it was in a good way. You know, we like just yeah. want to beat it, get the right strategy in there, and I did. And as soon as I was done, I wasn't I wasn't tired of the game yet, so I played the war from the very beginning, War of the Chosen, whatever it's called. Um, and I fell in love. It's just so much fun to watch. It's so much fun to. Watch. I made we play it honestly, uh, really fun. Yeah, I beat that uh, one a couple years ago or last yeah. year, I think. I forgot. Yeah, it's a fun game. XCOMs are always fun. I don't know why. Some, something about like this tactical type of stuff you know like the hmm. the, the super yeah. turn-based movement and everything a really popular version yeah. of this type of game is uh mario and rabbits mario versus rabbits like that game yeah right they have a, a new game come out they have a new game out right? i heard yeah sons yeah i heard so uh but it's a very similar gameplay for those interested in how is xcom like that's what it's like except serious i guess more serious um <laughs> yes. Yeah, check it out, guys. I really enjoyed it. It's a fun tactics game for those who haven't. XCOM 2, I played it on the PlayStation. What were we going to say? Have you heard of Fire Emblem? I have heard of Fire Emblem. <laughs> is that what it's like? Um, the, the, the most I've ever played of those games is kind of like Fire Emblem. Hmm. Yes, it's tactical, or it's, it's in that aspect, but um, it is. It is. It's just, I feel like uh, Fire Emblem is um, not as... Uh, the map isn't as fun, I guess I would say. And then it's weird. The characters are confusing in Fire Emblem. Too many characters. <laughs> too many characters? Yeah, way too many Sounds characters. about right. Yeah, and then where there are now, I, I couldn't even begin to explain to you what's going on in that fucking game. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I stopped playing those games. Sounds <laughs> complicated. So fucking, yeah, it's complicated. Sounds complicated. All right, so anyway, that's my number nine, XCOM 2. Check it out. And, Roth, what is your number nine? Apparently, we're starting a trend because my number nine is a video game as well. What? And, um, my number nine is Resident Evil Village. Um, oh, I, uh, I yeah, I didn't different. play it, and when it came out, whatever it did, but uh, I played the fuck out of this game, and I loved it. It was really easy to play. I'll really quick synopsis um, as I can because uh, it's kind of, it's actually not a quick synopsis at all. Anyways, um, it's uh, Ethan Windsor's. Um, if you played Resident Evil, the um, what's it six? I, I think Chris? Ethan, six, yeah. right? Seven, seven, six. Anyways, 
um, defeats Bio Resident Evil 7. Oh, 7. Uh, him and his wife Mia and uh, six months old Rosemary, when Chris Redfield, protagonist from previous, uh, uh, appear and murder his wife in cold blood and kidnap his baby daughter. And essentially, he's in this stuck in a European village. Yeah, just like that. Um, so we, uh, yeah, it was a really fun game. I uh, played the fuck out of it. It reminded me a lot of like uh, Resident Evil 4. And maybe because of that, I liked it a lot. That style mm-hmm. it had a unique character, unique like villains as well, like with uh, the the big ass fucking uh, what's her what's her name in the the fucking what's the, what's the girl's name in the oh the mommy vampire yeah the mommy vampire here we go her I can't and, say her name I forgot it was like a it's like a French name yeah 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 I know it's um what's, so it's I, what's funny is I follow her on, on the the actual actress yeah on Instagram anyways um that was cool there's like really cool stuff going on in this in the game. In my opinion, uh, even that one creepy fucking character that you go against that that uh, does this like whole torment of the, the with the doll and everything, yeah, kind of changes the genre of the game in a weird way as well with the psychological horror aspect of it. It was it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a really cool game. There's a lot of stuff going on in this game, and I was like, man, Capcom, you're doing such a great job. Like, and I know it's just Resident Evil's been kind of saving their ass with stuff, but just all their remakes have been really good. The new Resident Evil has been really good. They're just doing a lot of good stuff over there at Capcom. Obviously, they're, you know, even their engine work. I mean, because they use a proprietary engine for Resident Evil. It, it's it, well, Lady Dima, uh, Dimitrescu? Dimitrescu. Anyways, yeah. I think it's Dimitrescu. Sure, whatever. Anyways, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it's, it was a really fun game. And uh, at first, I felt like I wasn't going to finish it. But then I'm like, man, I'm almost there already. Like, I might as well just kind of like muscle through it. Yeah, um, and it was easier, easier said than than done. To be honest with you, um, I almost replayed it in a hard mode just to speed run because that's what you can do with once you beat one of these games. You kind of know everything really quick, and you you find ways to play the game a lot faster. Yeah, um, and people do that all the time, and I almost did that, and I was just like, maybe I'll wait for the the DLC that just came out, uh, the Shadows of Rose or whatever, and I was like, maybe I'll wait for that, and I never did, of course, and I never went back to it, but. Oh, I didn't know there was one. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you play as Rose, I guess, in the op, the other hmm. story of it. Um, anyways, that's uh, that's my number nine, Resident Evil Village. Fun, fun, fun. Very cool. I was I played this game like four times in a row. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I've yet to ever... I haven't oh. really touched a Resident Evil game since, I think, five when I did co-op with Ralph. Damn. That's a while ago. I know. Yeah. I was living with uh, Milkweed then. Probably. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Milk was into that game a lot back then. <laughs> All right, so you're uh, number nine, Luke. My number nine. Uh, we're getting we're getting to the music right now. Okay. So my number nine my is. My number eight is. No, just kidding. Shut up, you. <laughs> is the uh, Blind Guardian's latest album, The God Machine? They're still fucking making music. They're still making music. Yes. God damn. Uh, yeah. So this is their what is it thirteenth album? No doubt. Seen do that. Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, this is, I think, their last. Like album came out in 2015. They did one album before. Uh, I mean, after that one, but it was like a pure orchestral album. So mm-hmm. people are saying that this. I mean, it doesn't really count, anyways. Anyway, one of their best it's records. Like so a black far. and white movie doesn't count because there's no color. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> they, they even called it Blind Guardians, like something orchestra to kind of differentiate it, anyways. Oh, Twilight Orchestra. Anywho, this album just knocked it out of the park. Ever since one of their albums in the early 2000s, uh, Nightfall on Middle-Earth, their sound has been progressively changing into a more uh, more produced orchestral 
thing. Mm-hmm. This one kind of takes it back and where it brings back the old elements and but still has some of the newer stuff in there. And it's the perfect album for if you've never listened to this band to get into it. And mm. it's also another great album if you kind of fell off of them because of how yeah, they think. changed their sound to get back into them. Okay. Maybe and I will. It's one like, of the things is like un- unrecognizable sound at this point. No, no. I mean, it's still the same. I think for me, I've listened to them for like what over two decades now. So to me, it's still just Blind Guardian. But one of the best things is the amount of references in all of their songs. Yeah, the shit these guys must read is <laughs> astounding. Because literally, us, I think. Read and consume, because literally, from the nine songs that they have, first one is about the Crucible, the Arthur Miller play. The mm-hmm. other one is about the King Killer Chronicle, on a, a fantasy series. One is about Neil Gaiman's uh, American Gods. One is <laughs> about Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. That's crazy. Yeah, one is about a reference to Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> one, is a, one is a personal one about the uh, death of... Uh, the lead singer's mother, but as well as the show from HBO, The Leftovers. Nice. One is wow. about yeah, perfect. One is about The Witcher. Nice and Blood of Elves. Um, uh, one is about the Hans Christian Andersen tale of the Ice Maiden. They're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a joke to see. Like, I wish I could read as much as Hansi reads. <laughs> the lead singer. The lead singer. The writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, so that's Blind Guardians. Sli- the God Machine. Level. The God Machine. Thank you. Um, find it where you find music, right? I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, I got the, I got the vinyl, but you can get it. Uh, you just watch stream it on Spotify. Damn so. kids in the retro. <laughs> All right, so that's Luke number nine, Blind Guardian. Uh, excellent music pick. I used to listen to him too. It's been a while. It's been a real long while um, for me. Um, we're on to our number eight. My number eight is a show. Uh, I saw the entire sh- uh, show in one, in last year, so this is not like a part either. I didn't see the first season years ago. Um, it is Search Party. Has anyone heard of Search Party? I have. Okay. I don't think so. It's an HBO show. Search Party is a dark comedy about four self-absorbed 20-somethings who become entangled in an ominous mystery when a former a- a college acquaintance suddenly disappears. Um it goes much further than that. That is basically the synopsis for the first season. It goes fucking bonkers after that. Season two is, if I remember correctly, is the murder mystery that ensues from season one and the trial, the whole fucking public trial in New York. And these guys embody like the worst out of that generation, which is close to ours. I think they're between millennial and the, the one after that. And uh, it's a very good takedown of a certain type of uh, of person or people that um, that exists, not just in New York, mind you, but like in uh, in America for sure. And it's uh, it's really funny, really well written. Season three and four, are like, well, four they get into some cult ass shit. But season three, this is a bonkers show. I can't even begin to describe it as I'm thinking about it. Like, this makes no fucking sense, but it makes sense. Watch it. I really recommend it for um, anyone looking for a great laugh. It's a half hour long episodes and it totally builds. Like I know that it can get frustrating. You're supposed to hate everyone. It's kind of like always sunny. You're not supposed to relate to any of them. It is like almost the audience's job to hate them as much as they should hate themselves. 
Um, and that's part of the fun to go along with it. It took me a season to get in the hang of that, but uh, I did. And I re- really don't regret that. Um, and I may not exactly fall over the moon about how it ended the whole show, but I really loved a lot of that journey. Season three, especially <laughs> fucking insane, insane stuff. I love it so much. It's a great show. You'll never predict where it's going. That is Search Party. That's on HBO. I don't know for how long, though, but uh, it's on there currently. And that is my number eight. Raf, your number eight. Uh, yeah, my number eight is my personal one. Um, Luke, you said you had no personal stuff in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Can I make a guess as to what it is? Well, I mean, considering you're probably in it, you, you already know. So, Oscar, you can make a guess. I can make a guess. Yeah, not on your personal. Luke would probably get it right. Was it uh, Kentucky? What? No, the trip we had. I don't know. No, good guess. Though. It was my other trip. Um, I would highly recommend you guys going on a cruise. Oh, that was this year. I mean, that was last year. Sorry, what? I didn't go, so I would never. Um, okay, there's been cruises before. I was off then. There was cruises after. You thought I was about bourbon? No, butt I'm stuff. Not, I'm not about an alcoholic. I said there was no butt stuff earlier, so. Yeah, oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, fuck that. Oscar brought it up, and yep, you don't listen. Anyways, yeah, um, I would highly okay. recommend you guys. Uh, I, uh-huh. It was probably one of the best vacations I've had. It was a great, great time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still you actually took a vacation. I still think about the amount of coffee I consumed in just like a seven day trip. It was amazing. It was like amazing. Um, the guy knew me day two, like on the second day, he, he knew, knew us, day. and I don't even he drink was. coffee. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was it was one of those like. It's crazy because I'm, you know, you see cruises and you're like, oh, it's just a floating island, which it basically is, right? Um, or a floating um, hotel, right? And you're like, okay, but what, what, what do they offer? Like, what can you do? And you know, all these things besides going to destinations for short periods of time, right? And you're like, that's cool. But what, what was actually really cool is like, no, oh, there's, I mean, the open sea is fantastic on a cruise. You don't have to worry about. You barely feel the waves. You do feel some though, except. Yeah. In the middle of the night, it's pitch fucking black. Yeah, when it's dark, it's dark. It's, you know, I feel like I should have brought a telescope, though, like a pocket telescope, you know, just to look at the stars because it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful to look. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, and then it's just like there's the cruise has so much to offer, obviously, besides just food everywhere and fancy restaurants and all these other things. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an unreal, like, floating mini town that's – like you just, it's bonkers when you think about it and you're like but it works so well it's a vacation it's like it's like everything you want to do in a vacation but the travel time is so like everything is there like your travel time is five minutes max like mm-hmm. i mean unless if you're waiting for an elevator that long i guess but even then it's it's bonkers it's 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 so totally worth it i would recommend people to take a cruise and i know people's like oh well i hate being on sea and you're like you barely feel shit take some fucking uh dramamine you'll be fine like, because even I did that after one point, I was like, man, I can't sleep properly. And I took some driving me and guess what happened? I slept fucking great. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's one of those things that I wish other friends had gone. Um, it was one of those things that we had to do it or else we would have just lost a lot of money because <laughs> we were supposed to do this like two years prior. Uh, three now. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was it was uh, it was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. you think? Um would you, would you you had fun, right? right oh, there. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to say exactly what you did, but, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, actually, uh, my girlfriend now, I guess we're planning on going on another one 
What? Nice. Yeah. Just I mean, too? we don't know. There's a couple of vacations we kind of lined up for the future, so that's we'll good, see man. how that goes. Let's go. But yeah, cruise is definitely one of them. Yep. So that's my personal one. I highly recommend it. I've been recommending it to people um, for something that I was. I felt like it wasn't going to be as fun. Mm-hmm. It was total fun. It was amazing. Obviously, the destinations matter where you go, but at the same time, it's like really yes and no. Like if you're an introvert, it, the cruise still works. It's so funny. It's like you can do whatever you want. You can just literally just. Just have a good time. I would recommend. Uh, I had an ocean view, so the ocean view was amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it, though. That's all I got. All right, all right. So cruises. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot to happen to y'all. That is your number eight. We're, we're not going to talk about the story of how I got there, but yeah, that's besides. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a podcast in itself. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Anyways, all right. All right, Luke. We're number eight. My number eight is disrupting the game. From the Bronx to the top of Nintendo. It's so, a business okay. memoir, huh. a book, by Reggie Filzame. Probably butchered his last name. Totally. <laughs> so, a lot, of, a lot of people were raving about this book because, you know, a lot of nerds read it. And I was really surprised by the amount of business he put into this book. I was like, okay, cool. The guy wrote a memoir about his life. Yeah. But pretty much in each chapter there was like a little takeaway that he would put in there. Things about being a good mentor, a good leader, like very CEO type stuff, very good leadership, like examples and things of that nature that I was not expecting. And I ended up sharing some of that to other people that I've like told them about the book. Like this guy was made for like leadership and that's pretty much the book. What the book is about, how he sold himself and how he's all about empowering employees, making sure there's good leaders taking care of their people. Because you have people that are technically proficient, but suck at leading the people. Mm-hmm. And then people suffer for that. Right. And also, a lot of cool shit about Nintendo and stuff that he did there. That's, <laughs> that, that was the main draw of the book. Yeah, right, 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 right. yeah, I was so. going to say, like, everything you're saying sounds like you should just watch Succession. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I've been meaning to start that show. I've heard good, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Um, that or Severance. I don't know, one of them. It's Severance. Nice show. Severance, definitely. Okay. Definitely watch it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Anyway, that's uh, next year's top one. Yeah, no shit. Um... What's the name of the book again? So, or memoir? Disrupting the game mm-hmm. from the Bronx to the top of Nintendo. Thank you. Uh, and that is your number eight. Excellent. My uh, went to number seven. My number seven is um, another anime. What? Recommended by uh, someone weeb. on this show. Probably me. Yes. It is that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Man, I'm so glad it's on there because it's fucking great. Awesome. I watched the movie. It comes okay. out this weekend, by the way. I did not see the movie. I seen this is. The, no, I'm no, talking no. About the... It literally comes out this weekend. Oh, it comes out this weekend. Sorry. Um, I may watch it because I well, I, I wanted more. I wait, when I caught up, go, I was we're like, trying to go Saturday. Hmm. How many episodes? Wait, Saturday. I thought so. Anyways, continue the holiday yes. party. Hold on, That's, hold on. We get That's right. Episode. We have the party. Anyway, um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. I know a wordy as long title. It has two seasons, and I binged the two seasons. It was so fucking worth. It. I was trying to like hold back and watch like five a week to really make it. Like, no, no, I finished it all in a week. What the fuck? No, you can't. Finished it all pretty fucking fast. There is a little bit of a slog, but very little, like a three or five. I didn't notice slog. it. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, the story is about a salary man who is uh, murdered and reincarnated in a sword and sorcery world as a slime with unique powers and gathers allies to build his own nation of monsters. It is a strange, uh, it's an isekai for sure. If you don't know what that is, look it up. And um, let's say, if you don't know what that is, then you probably don't watch anime and you're not going to watch this. But, um, and it's, uh, it's one of those like afterlife awesome kind of video gamey shows. Um, but uh, the, the spin on this is, of course, like he is a, a seemingly um, like almost like a non-player, like a non-playable little monster creature that no one, that everyone takes advantage of or wants or can by the looks of him. And from there, it goes on to to talk about this world that has a lot of like socio-political issues and, you know, a lot of world ending, world building kind of stuff going on. And it's about humanity told into not just humans, but monsters as well, and beings and dragons and shit. And it's a lot of fun. It is hilarious. It is uh, well told. It's uh, the character is almost OP, but uh, I would say where they ended in season two uh, opens up the world up a bit more to where you see he is not. He's one of them, but he's not the OPest. Um, I really love the show. I can't wait to watch season three or the movie or whatever they have. Um, I can't wait. So, yeah, I'm glad that you recommended it, Ralph. I think you put it on your top ten that one year. And I was like, I'm okay. pretty sure I did, yeah. I added it to it my list. It wasn't me, and... so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's so, uh, that time I got reincarnated. It's a slime. It's an anime. Check it out on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Yeah. They, they dominate everything. They really do, but that's good. <laughs> what else you got? High dive? <laughs> Uh, says so the guy who has high dive. <laughs> high dive. Exactly. The word. It's a competing it. service. That's <laughs> not really good. competing. Yeah. Oh, it's a service. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never, Anyways, definitely never heard of it. Anyway, that's my number seven. Rough. My number seven. I mean, it's just funny. We have trends going. It's the same numbers. Mm. Uh, my number seven is also an anime. Oh shit! <laughs> it's uh, it's an older anime. It came out in two thousand. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Fighting Spirit, but that's a horrible English name. So we're gonna call it Hajime no Ippo, and uh, that's the actual name. And uh, it's a Ippo, a teenage boy with a pure heart and unrelenting determination, discovers a passion for boxing after a veteran fighter Takamura saves him from bullies. He's essentially the generic story. It's a boxing anime. Um, generic story of this guy who gets bullied, but he's, you know, when he picks up boxing and he's doesn't go up against the bullies or anything, but he, you know, because of everything he's got and all this stuff, he's almost like a natural person for this, for boxing and stuff like that. And he just, he progresses in his life and it's uh, a ton of episodes. I think the first or the main season or the main whatever show is 76. So there's two episodes, two seasons after that with each like 50. So I think it's almost 200 episodes altogether. I saw all of it. Um, nice. yeah, it was one of those things where I ended up seeing season one, which is the long one. I saw season three, then I saw season two and I was like, what? Cause like, that's how Crunchyroll didn't have the rights for season two. And I didn't know that. And I, so I watched everything like that. And then I went to season two afterwards because I, cause I was like, oh, well, I'm missing a gap. So I got to finish this obviously somewhere. So I saw it. Uh, it was really good, man. It's a really good anime. Um, Matt, uh, friend of the show, Matt, he's, he put me on it. He's been trying to have me watch this anime. I think since it came out since he's seen it. So, I've been friends with him for, I don't know, over decades now. So over a decade, easily over, I don't know how long, whatever. I, can't, I, I just assume everyone I know forever. Um, and he's been putting me, he's been try, having me try to watch me, watch this anime since then. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll get around to it. And I did. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's it's on Crunchyroll if you want to watch it on Crunchyroll. But that middle season, I ended up watching it on YouTube because I just know if somebody has it, like a playlist that's set up. I even I had a comment on the guy. I was like, hey, thanks, bro. Like, I appreciate you having this. Because yeah. I was like, I, no one else has this. Like, it was so, it's just one of those annoying things, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's Hajime no Ippo. Really fun boxing anime. Uh, teaches you a lot about actually, like, um, development, character development. Um, not like, but his character. And, um, and how, like, uh, just how you can take, like, normal day stuff and make it into your own. And just, like, it's a lot of really cool, like, really cool things to see a person develop from like coming out of your own shell, you know? Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool. Really cool. anime. super easy to watch and very exciting. They're fighting for they're boxing. They're not doing any, they're not fighting like, you know, monsters or anything crazy, which is what we're used to watching, you know, that kind of action, but it's boxing and uh, it teaches you obviously the rules of boxing. Cause you know, why wouldn't you watch anything about something about boxing that you don't know, you know, yeah. rules for, so again, it's one of those things where it teaches you stuff. Um, it's cool, man. It's a, it's a really fun watch, and I would recommend it to. I'd recommend it to both of you guys. You guys both both have fun with it, fun with it, and it's so many episodes that you could just kind of like binge thirty episodes and then stop for a little bit and binge another thirty if you wanted to. You know? mm. So I've definitely heard of this one before, but yeah. I never seen it. All right, stop. And also, get off my coattails. Like, I mean, if you let me go, my next first, one's a, you'd be my next one's a, my next one's a book. Just so you know, is your next one a fucking book? No, I didn't read anything this year. Okay, well, well then. <laughs> All right, so um, that is your number. What is that? Seven. Uh, Luke. Your All seven. right, my number seven is actually a trilogy. Okay. Oh shit! The before trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I just yeah. remembered right then because you you borrowed me the DVD, the Blu-rays mm-hmm. or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. I I was gonna say what I think I was gonna do one per show. Wow, After dude. I saw the first one, I was like, no, I gotta watch the next two. <laughs> I need to know what happens. Ten, yeah, years pretty later. much. Well, after so after because before sunrise, then I watched for the next episode. I watched before sunset. I'm like, fuck it, I gotta watch before midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, fantastic! I could see why you guys always talked about these movies, especially mm-hmm. when they came out. Yeah, uh, yeah, we gushed. Yeah, very much so, and it's worthy. Uh, Richard Linklater, you know, hit it out of the park. So, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ethan Hawke, who never fucking ages, looks great. You have to call when you say Ethan Hawke. No. <laughs> And uh, what's her face? There's no way Julie, he doesn't uh, get that. It doesn't. It does feel like he doesn't age. He just like gets. He's one of those guys who's just gonna like, just gonna get more handsome as he goes along. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Benjamin Button? It's like Paul mm. Rudd. That guy doesn't age either. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. I did see a wrinkle in his latest trailer. Anyways, CGI. <laughs> anyway, it's an added wrinkle. Anyway, uh, fantastic trilogy. Definitely recommend watching it. I was kind of thrown off because it was kind of a. I mean, it is like a love story between two people meeting and everything, but mm-hmm. it worked out pretty well. Yeah, it's solid romance. It's not a comedy. It's not. A, it's just. It's just two people. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is awesome. I wish I could just say I discovered that, but I've been watching that movie since the '90s. <laughs> it's a long ass running series. Yeah. I know. Um, I wish I could put in any list other than like top trilogies of all time or something. Right. It it, uh, it would be worth well worth it in there. So Right, exactly. That's great. That is great to hear. I love that you loved it. Uh, that's the before trilogy by Richard Linklater. Check it out. Also co written by the actors in the movie. So mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke wrote his own lines. I think Julie Delpy oh. wrote her own. 
<laughs> it's not a thing. You're, you're not starting a trend or anything. Um, watch next time. Watch next interview he has. He's going to do it. Um, that is your number seven, the Before Trilogy. My number six is, like I said earlier, is a book. My first of four, I think I have. Um, it is a book by Blake Crouch titled Recursion. Have, by any chance, have you guys heard of it? No. Recursion. Okay. Um, I'm going to read a little thing here that's uh, on Google Books, actually. I like. Um, what if someone could rewrite your entire life? Um, my son has been erased. Those are the last words the woman tells Barry Sutton before she leaps from the Manhattan rooftop. rooftop. Deeply unnerved, uh, Barry begins to investigate her death only to learn that this wasn't an isolated case. All across the country, people are waking up to lives different than the ones they fell asleep to. Are they suffering from false memory syndrome, a mysterious new disease that afflicts people with vivid memories of a life they've never lived? Or is something far more sinister behind the fracturing of reality all around him? Miles away, neuroscientist Helena Smith is developing a technology that allows us to preserve our most intense memories and relive them. If she succeeds, anyone will be able to re-experience a first, a first kiss, a birth of a child, the final moment of a dying parent, and so on. It is a hard-hitting, very sci-fi concept. It's a one-book, one-off, as far as I know. Recursion has a really cool uh, concept of this. Like, um, It's almost like time traveling through memories, but it is, but it isn't. And it is a, a beautifully told story, really complex, very layered within the years and the perspectives of the main two characters, the, the cop I mentioned and the, and the sign, the neuroscientist, um, a lot of great back and forth going on here. It's a very easy, not easy. <laughs> it's, an, it's a mature book, but it's like, it is very like, um, um, it's very intriguing that you just can't stop reading it. I ended up like staying up one of the nights reading or, you know, reading it. So, um, very addicting book. I love how it ended. I love the entire journey. Um, you don't know where it's going, but it's so worth getting there when you do. So I really loved it. I really highly recommend it. It's a fun sci-fi novel. Recursion by Blake Crouch. Check it out. That is my number six. Ralph, your number six. Cool. What book I, is this? <laughs> I told you it's not a book. I know. Because uh, I can't read. No, I can't. I put everything. I subtitles everything. Um, my number six is a video game that <laughs> took me so long to finish. And no, it's not Last of Us 2. Um... It is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, oh wow! Yeah, no I, way. I didn't beat it until this year, and it was one of those things. And I was like, I was kind of like amping myself up to play the other Horizon, which I haven't touched at all. Um, That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, so this is tw- Horizon is uh, Zero Dawn is uh, action role play by Gorilla, um, Gorilla who um, is venturing into their foray of this type of game, um, and uh, it's basically a future where robotic uh, post-apocalyptic robotic like creatures go ahead try to explain this (laughs) um, kind of like uh, rule the land in a weird way there's tribes and stuff it's 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 weird it's trippy Uh, but it follows it it follows a character called Aloy and um, it's uh, and she's essentially uh, trying to make it into this tribe in a weird way who's She's been shunned her her whole life, but at the same time, she's more like trying to find her way in life and what to do. Um, 
but she finds some technology, old technology that exists, and kind of you start unraveling this mystery of like kind of like what happened to this world because um, there's obviously stuff that's just destroyed that looks like potential of something past, uh, maybe uh, you know any um, cities and stuff like that that happened. There's it's a post-apocalyptic world, um, yeah. and that there just happens to be like dinosaurs and stuff but in robot form and you're like what the fuck it's weird <laughs> and it's like it's trippy there's like crazy stuff going on you know um but it's really fun man it's it's a, such a fun game and i forgot how fun it was i remember like i i think the first time i was playing it i was just really hard on focusing and trying to like clear the map and then oh, time around, yes. right exactly this time around i was just like let's fucking go like we're gonna push through story 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 stories i think i did like two side missions and like only on accident, and I was like, "No, like story, story." <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Okay, I never finished that game either. <laughs> I got I got to the point where it's just like gives you that thing, like, "Hey, after this, you can't go back until you're done." You never came. And back. I was like, oh, "Okay, let me clear up the map," and I never went back. Right, that happens. Yeah, that happens. I'm in. I'm in that part. Did you do the DLC there. also? Or no, no, I did not. I did not. Hmm. I wanted to, but. Um, I, I kind of like binged this game in like in a week and a half, I think. And I was just like, I would come home from work, be like, all right, zero dawn, shut up, don't bother me, you know, kind of <laughs> shit. Like on my weekends, I'd wake up, zero dawn, like we're playing this bitch. Like, yeah. One of those things. And uh, it was fun, man. It was a really fun game. And I was looking forward to it. And then I found it was funny because one of my friends who has been bat- nagging me, nagging me to beat this game, he saw me online playing the game and he was like, about fucking time, let me watch you play so I can judge you. And I'm like, oh, sure. So I watch. He's like, "Why aren't you using this weapon?" And I'm like, "Shut up! Like, let me fucking play!" Like, and it was just really. I'm fun. really bad at it too. Yeah, I know. It's fun. It was just like we just different play styles. He's like, "You play so like stealthily." I was like, "Cause I like sneaking behind things." He's like, be aggressive. And I'm like, "Shut up!" Um, it's a great plot. Though. So he's a shredder guy. He likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking just walks in and kills things. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it's a really fun game. Really cool story. I love the story. I, I probably could listen to, like, all the codex that they have in it and it, just to get, like, the whole, like... I, I listen to every codex that I picked up, and I feel like I could, if I like someone just played them all um, with, like, a cool background or something, I probably would watch. I probably would listen to it. I yeah, yeah. No, that's good, too. The, I will tell you in the second one. I'm very much in the heated second one. I'm not even... I'm barely above the surface. I, it's amazing how much I played and how little I progressed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm getting. I love the a lot of those uh, recordings and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's a really fun game, and I'm. Uh, I'm glad I got it to beat it because it was one of those just burning my backlog. So whatever. Yeah. 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 But anyways, that's my number six. All right. That's All a great right. One. Horizon Zero Dawn. That's your number six. Luke, you're your number six. All right. My number six is a band. Kind. Yeah, it's a band. <laughs> But it's not a metal band, which is what you I was about to say. I was about to say, I was like, how is it kind of a band? <laughs> so it it's like a it's a little trio. It's this one. I think it's a it's a female singer from California, and two musicians from Italy, and it's like an Italian disco influenced synth pop band. Okay. Essentially, think um, early Madonna with like synth like pop Depeche Mode. And that's the sound okay. you're getting here. It's freaking awesome. My buddy showed me them, and it's freaking fantastic. We're actually going to go see them in March because uh, they're doing a little tour. They're opening up for another like a bigger uh, band. So he already saw them uh, like last month. He said it was one of the best shows he's ever been to. 
and he wished it would not have it, that it wouldn't stop. Hmm. All right. Wow. And yeah, you tell me about this one. Nuovo Testamento. I want to see it. That's the name of it. Yes. Nuovo Testamento. Yeah, it's I though. So N U O V O Testamento. You didn't have to say that. I could. We would have figured that out. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Google would have just been like, "Did you mean yes?" All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. They have a or just type in New Testament in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh yeah. so the one album I was introduced to is called New Earth, but they have a new one coming out in like a couple weeks time called Love Old Lines. Earth. Wow. So, definitely check it out. All right. Okay. That is uh that's Luke's number 6, which is a band called what again? Nuovo Testamento. I just want to hear you butcher it. Um <laughs> <laughs> and with that, at the halfway mark, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, well, obviously, we'll finish our five, two, once. Stay with us. And switch the order. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't go to jail. You all know I'll die in jail. They'll resent my bone structure and sparkling personality. Kill me. Guys, we are a really great team. Okay? So if we just put our minds together and think for a second, we'll, we'll figure this out. Dory, why am I getting the feeling that you're excited right now? I feel like you want things to go bad so you can go on one of your little adventures. Are you serious? That's insane. Dory, you dragged us into this mess for nothing. Everything you thought about Chantal was made up. And now look where we are. Look where you put us right now. Okay, it is insane to me what you can talk yourself into. I can't believe you're blaming this all on me. As if I'm the only one who had anything to do with this. Well, I, because of you! Well, I did it because of you! Stop fighting right now! Stop! Okay, what about Keith's daughter? She sent that text. Yes, trust me. They have no idea that we have anything to do with any of this, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you sound so sure? Because I, I met Deb, and it, it's all fine. Who's Deb? Uh, Deb Deb's uh, Keith's key ex-wife. Uh, you talked to the family of the man we killed? Look, she found me. Okay, and she interrogated me. She asked me where Keith was, and I said I didn't know, and, 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 and now it's fine. Oh, shit. Okay, so she knows he's gone. No, she's not looking for him anymore. No, no, no. You just said that she contacted you to see where he was. That's looking for him. Right, but she thinks he's okay now. Why would she think that, Dory? Because of the email. What, what email? I sent an email to her as Keith Powell. And we're back. And we're going to carry on here with my number five. My number five uh, is another book. Another sci-fi book. Sci-fi is heavy in my life these days. Uh, it's a book called Children of Time. I'm not even going to ask if you guys heard of it. It's by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Um, and I'm going to read a little thing here. Uh, the last remnants of the human race left a dying earth, desperate to find a new home among the stars. Following in the footsteps of their ancestors, they discover the greatest treasure of the, of the past age, a world terraformed and prepared for human life. But all is not right in this new Eden. In the long years since the planet was abandoned, the work of its architects has borne disastrous fruit. The planet is not waiting for them, pristine and, and unoccupied. New masters have turned it from a refuge into mankind's, mankind's worst nightmare. Now two civilizations are on a collision course, both testing the boundaries of what they will do to survive. As the fate of humanity hangs in the balance, who are the true heirs of the new earth? Um, heavy stuff. Um, yes. What? 
I actually know about this book. Fuck you. The one time I don't ask. <laughs> yes. The one time I don't the ask you know about the so fucking book. I just read a book called The Last Watch, which is like mm-hmm. a sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Amazon was like, hey, read <laughs> Children of Time. You need to, like, anytime I open up the Kindle app or the store, <laughs> Children of fucking Time. At one point, I'm like, wait, is this like book two? No, it's not. No, it's just so, a recommendation. I swear to God, Amazon has been shoving this book down my throat Damn. for the last two, like, three weeks. Well, well now I am, because my number five, and it's fucking great. Funny, uh, Alexa just starts telling you, I highly recommend you download <laughs> Children of Time. <laughs> Um, this is a, a really great book and very different than uh, uh, other science fiction fanfare. It's not just in exploration of space or any of that. It has a lot of that for sure, especially long-term living on a, on a big Odyssey kind of ship. Um, that goes fucked up fast, by the way. Um, the like long exploration voyager type ships, the generation spanning ships, right? And um, but what's going on in this New Eden and the and the, and the and the synopsis I mentioned is that in Children of Time. While they were trying to make new humans take over that land, uh, something got wrong in the, in, the, in the DNA mixture. And basically, intelligence and self-awareness fell onto spiders. The spiders of the world. Oh, no. Fuck that. You know, yeah. Well, it is no. that horrifying. That's, no, that's, 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 literally, that's literally a fear of mine. Like, no. It, no read the book, Roth. We'll it is, die. Nope. It is through their perspective. Nope. And we see, like, what an intelligent spider or, like, life or species, groups, uh, mating rituals, uh, religions they concoct, everything that they think of in a very, like, detailed, very specific, obviously way different than humanity could ever do, um, manners and ways. And they're big fucking spiders, too. They definitely evolve. And they it's like thousands of years. <laughs> Bob's face is like, no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is your worst nightmare yes! there is a scene there is this one chapter where um a human race are like what's down there we don't know what's down there and they send a shuttle down <laughs> and the girl comes out and like oh, she is so horrified <laughs> the amount of and because they have armor plating and shit because they're fucking they're self-aware they make you know weapons too and there's these spiders scurrying these trees like with armor plating on and it's pretty horror it's a horror scene um, it is a great fucking book, though. If you don't mind spiders, that is. Um, it is a great fucking book about. Well, obviously it's not real, but like the to think about what another species would do would be like if they had as much uh, awareness and intelligence as we do. Um, not to mention the will to survive. You know, sp- you know, spiders are are great na- natural creatures, uh, all on their own without uh, intelligence. Don't Add that to the mix. You know what's fu- I have a yeah. weird thing about spiders. I I appreciate for what they are because they eat the flies. They help you out with that kind of stuff, you know, all those little things. <laughs> they scare the life back into you if you're having a bad day. Guess what? They'll right. scare the life into you. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's just so many that I don't even know where they are. <laughs> and they're everywhere, too. They're on the ocean. Well, they said, somebody somebody said, it was like, yeah, the amount of spiders that are in this world, mm-hmm. if they even had a moment of sentience, they yeah. would overrule us. Overrule us, yeah. Immediately. yeah. I heard that, too. Yeah. I mean, maybe I told you that. <laughs> No, no, no! I, I'm pretty sure I heard it from like a documentarian or something, some oh, historian or something. And I'm like, God damn it! It's yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, you studied, and, and they're inescapable too. They're everywhere. High yeah. rises, underground, the, yeah, the, the, everywhere. Yeah. all everywhere. types. Yeah. They adapted. Yeah, watch until they get wings, and then we're really fucked. Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that is a, it's a great fucking book. It's a long read. It's a heavy book, but I love it. Children of Time. I also didn't know this at the time, but um, oh, had I known. 
Yeah, I didn't know there was three of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read the first one and it had a great <laughs> ending. It had a great ending, and but oh. it felt like, oh, maybe they're leaving. You just didn't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, it felt like a great local one story thing. But then uh, at the end of it, the audio, some, some, some footnote of the, I'm like, oh, watch part two. Like, oh, read part two. Like, oh, there's another. And I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, that's a trilogy. I'm like, shit. So I will read those. Um, I just didn't get to it this past year. So um, anyway, that's my number five, Children of Time. Great. Roth, you're number five. No, my hairs are going to be aware of everything. Okay. It's Eight-Legged Freaks, right? The movie with. Uh, yeah, but that's just a funny thing. God. Anyways, um, my number, what, five? Five. Yeah, cool. Um, let me double check. That's my number five. Oh. Uh, yep, great story. Yes, it is my number five. Okay, cool. My number five is uh, is a show that I saw end of la- end of twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty no end of yeah I started it in the end of twenty twenty one, but I finished it in twenty twenty two. So mm-hmm. yay for me! Um, and it's um, our beloved summer, um, and uh, it is a an uh, what's it called a Korean drama because you know I like Korean dramas now. Okay. Um, I've been liking Korean dramas for a while now. So uh, one of them made my number one last year. This one made my number five. It doesn't matter what numbers they are because it's just discoveries anyway. Uh, this is a coming-of-age romantic comedy revolving around ex-lovers who broke up with the promise never to meet again. But the documentary they filmed 10 years ago gets the fame, and uh, they are by compulsing facing camera once more. That's a really bad sentence that they wrote there. Um but besides that, it's uh, it's on Netflix, and it's cool, this cool thing where they have like this this weird history. So it's already it's already a bro- they're already broken up and everything. They're just living their own lives, and then you get the past, right? Which is uh, really cool because what you get is this. Um, they film this cool documentary that they were kind of like forced to do, which is the smartest student, the female, and the dumbest student, the male, in the in the <laughs> school, were put together to see if like the grades would help out for this dumber kid. Right slash would would it also affect her like would her work ethic go lower you know right right and it was like a di- and they followed them all together and he's this guy who's just like he sleeps through class like just passes just because he barely passes you know kind of things yeah and he's like he doesn't give a fuck like kind of one of those things he's an artist he's like an artistic artist meanwhile she's like read every book two times you know <laughs> and, and you're like god damn um, and it's cool to see them and you see that like how they had this like history and everything like that and did they ever get together and then they had they were like broke out on social media and stuff like that and then they do like a 10-year anniversary kind of thing and but they're obviously not together and stuff like that and right. it goes through their story it's a really cool story um it's about like uh, six it's 16 episodes but korean dramas are um they're hour long plus like so it's like <laughs> yeah. man but i watched this with my wife and it was a really cool watch uh, it was really it's really well done um i had fun with i had fun watching it and then just having them see, like you know, like fix them, fix themselves, and all these other things, and the funniness and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so this is this is uh, it was just a fun watch overall. It was uh, it was well made, and it's that's it. There's nothing else. We don't need to see anything else. <laughs> What's the name of it? One and done. It's called Our Beloved Summer. Got it. Uh, <clears throat> I can't read it in Korean because I will fucking butcher that. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm looking at the title right now. Like this is just not going. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is uh, it was fun. It was it was it was a fun it was a fun watch for sure. Um, nice. Yeah, that's on Netflix right. if you do want to watch it. Yeah, excellent, excellent pick. I might want to. That's like a fascinating romantic idea. Um, that's your number five, Luke. All right. <clears throat> so my number five is also a book. 
Nice. So you yeah. are my coattails now. Right. Uh, so this was actually rec- recommended to me by a listener of the show. He was ta- talking to me about what, a book club that he's in, and he's telling me about this book. And just in that like two-minute spiel, he sold me on it. It's called The Skies Belong to Us, which I talked about it earlier. Yes, you did. I remember. Yeah. Uh, full title, The Sky Belongs to Us, Love and Terror in the Golden Age of Hijacking. Uh, so it's a narrative nonfiction book. So And it's about all of the hijackings from like 1961 to 1973. And in between like the history of all that and everything you find out about it, it tells a story about Willie Roger Holder and Catherine Marie uh, Kirkow, who hijacked a plane and went all the way to Algeria with it. It was a crazy ass journey and everything. And what happened to them, you know, it was before, during, and after. So definitely a good read. It was one of the things that uh, kind of sparked me back into reading because right before that, I was just like, eh, nothing was really interesting to me until this book came along. We kindled the fire, so to speak? Essentially, yes. Yeah, because I know you were telling me um, some weeks back how you've been reading a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's what I want. I want to com- compete with you. <laughs> yeah, um, doubt it. Compete with Danny. You're to that level. <laughs> Doesn't I've, Danny read more than I do? I, I think he reads like maybe five a month or so. Oh, maybe I have hours. I have friends that are... Uh, and that's just because like, he does other things. <laughs> Yeah, I have friends that have already like double digits in books this month. Wait, what? Yeah, they they read like all the time. That's their thing. Oh damn! Yeah, so th- their book goals for like the year are, like in the two hundreds. Yeah. Okay. So we had a, a really great book. If you like the whole you know nonfiction aspect, uh, by Brendan Corner, K O E R N E R. Okay. Definitely worth checking out. Great read. I just kept kept wanting to read more and more. Literally yeah. sacrificed like, hey, I'm not going to play video games. I'm going to read a book. Finally. So, your mom right. finally got through to you. <laughs> All right. It's great. What's the name of the title, uh, the title of the book again? The Skies Belong to Us. All right. That's your number five. My number four, it's not a book, actually. It is a TV show. It is a miniseries. It's a one-and-done show. I don't think they're making anymore. I think that's it. Um, it's uh, from HBO. It's called Station Eleven. Anyone heard of it? No. Yes. It came out late in 2021. I did not get a chance to see it, obviously, in time for that top ten, but I did see it after. Um, and it made my list here. So, a, a post-apocalyptic saga spanning multiple timelines, telling the stories of survivors of a devastating flu as they attempt to rebuild and reimagine the world anew while holding on to the best of what's been lost. And this, uh, this show stars Mackenzie Davis and Himesh Patel and many other people that you will recognize, give or take. It is a... A hard show to watch, for sure. It's very heavy on the drama, as well as the... I was, it feels like The Last of Us without the zombies, in the sense of the how devastated the world is from this pandemic. Um, obviously, which is like like ours, like our pandemic. Just, this is way harsher. This one kills like 80%, you know. Um, <clears throat> but this, uh, with, the, with the way the flashbacks are done and everything, um, this show is about keeping 
like the merits of like keeping the spirit of humanity going and not just like the survivability of like getting food and water and right and making sure you kill the the enemy uh you know tribe across the way it's not just about that it's about keeping alive the like the arts in this case there a, a theater troupe is heavily in the mix of this show where a theater troupe of these actors uh, do shakespeare and they go around in horse and carriage basically from town to town settlement to settlement and they perform Shakespeare for in front of a lot of people. And it's about keeping that going as well as trying to see where humanity can go in the forward in the future from that point. And obviously the main characters have their own personal stories and it's amazing. And I thought it was really well acted, really well made. Um, it's not an action show though. It's almost an action show because there are some crazy scenes for sure. It's almost a horror show too because there are some horrifying ass scenes, especially uh, where this guy is like sending children out strapped with bombs. It's insane. Uh, it's a crazy show, but uh, I found it very uh, intense and awesome to watch. So yeah, that's Station Eleven, my number four uh, on HBO. Again, I don't know how long, but check it out. Raf, your number four. Yeah, you know I have issue what? with HBO's. Maybe Discovery will fix it, right? But HBO's uh, streaming services—it's really fucking muddy. It's too much. There's too much shit going on. It's hard to find stuff. Oh, I mean, oh, like I, the user interface. Yeah, it's hard to. Well, they, they, all their stuff is like hard to find. In my opinion, it's hard to find. They're like, oh, you should watch this, or this is the recommended, or this. And then you go and you hover over it. And it's like, let me play you a trailer. I'm like, I don't want you to play me a trailer. I just want you to keep going. Like, just please. Yeah. You, and there's no way to disable it. It's just a lot of dumb shit. I don't like it. Me personally. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's besides my point. We're at number four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. My number four is a movie that was. Uh, uh, somebody's number one, I think, last year or whatever, two years ago or whatever. Okay. Um, I think it was your number one, right, Oscar? I don't know. What movie is it? <laughs> well, what is it? What was your number one movie last year? Uh, Drive My Car. There you go. That's the name of the movie I just watched. And it's my number four. Yeah, wow. Uh, for Discovery. Oh, you saw Drive My Car. That's great. Yeah, I, I sent it to you? I don't remember that. No, I ended up like, watching it wherever it was. Oh, it's on HBO, actually. Yeah, it's funny. I think I saw it on HBO. Yeah. yeah, it is on there. That's right. That's right. Um, so like I guess, hour, I, guess I am copying you somewhere again. HBO, there's something still there. Yeah, I guess. A little bit there. Anyways, a uh, renowned stage actor and director learns to cope with his wife's unexpected passing when he receives an offer to direct the production of Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima. Um, yeah. Uncle Vanya. It's Russian. I know, I know. That's why I said it that way, though, because it's funnier. Okay. Um, yeah, this movie was really good. It was really impact. Uh, it's speaking of st- st- like a, like the arts, right? Like uh, you, yeah. Like you really, you, you you really want like you see like everything the guy does and just what the movie's doing and even the driver and all this other stuff that's going on. It's a uh, very powerful stuff going on with uh, just how they say it in different ways, just by acting and just. Obviously, in their tone and everything, and everything expressions, um, yeah, it's it's for sure something that uh, I think a lot of us take for granted these days. Um, but it's something that we definitely, as a humanity, needs, right? In my opinion. But that's besides the point. The drive the car. It was a really cool story. Um, I dug the fuck out of the movie, and I saw this before the Academy Awards. I think I'm pretty sure um, of yeah. last year, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember I was like, man, this is because I usually watch people's number ones if i haven't seen it or luke i always i always almost aware i already have seen it so oscars are usually i don't <laughs> yeah i'm um, the curveball guy yeah 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 usually yeah. that's how it works but sometimes if not uh but yeah this was a really fun movie it's hard to talk about a three-hour movie 
that because there's because <laughs> it is long i remember that and it has a long intro it's like a 45 minute intro and then the movie begins really. yeah yeah and i love i love that we get to see japan in a different way but it's also japan and what is it korea it's hiroshima and they go to hiroshima too yeah yeah and then they it's weird it's like there's so much going on in this movie um that's that's interesting to to, the, to say the least and how he kind of finds a way to save himself in a weird mm-hmm. way yeah um yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff going on it's weird because i don't want to really ruin stuff um it's just a powerful movie that you should watch um yeah that's basically the gist of it. And uh, if you already watch anime, you already watch shit in Japanese. So why the fuck are you? Why aren't you watching this movie? <laughs> I mean, that's the way I see wow. it. I mean, okay. it is. Like, it's, if, yeah. you, if you're one of those people, because I, I know a lot of people who like, oh, it's a foreign. I have to do a subtitles. I'm like, oh, my, shut up. I'm done talking to you. <laughs> you're fucking uncultured. Like, I just can't. Stay. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there is a lot of that. I just can't keep up. Like, how do you keep how do you watch the the movie and then read at the same time. I don't know. I'm how, convinced how, you can't read. I'm convinced you can't read. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm thinking. I read. I look up. That doesn't fucking so hard. Like, yeah. Anyways, besides the point. Uh, my number four, Drive My Car. You should totally watch it. I'm kind of not saying a lot because I don't want you. I don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah, yeah, I love how they, literally they is like a dynamic duo. These two of writing the those plays and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, that beginning part of the movie is really really cool with the dynamic with him and his wife. Yeah. For sure. Yep. All right, it's so a great number four. Uh, Luke, what's your number four? All right, <clears throat> my number four is a video game. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> And it's Your probably the one is I, slightly lesser. Yes. Uh, and this is the only video game that made this Discoveries list. Okay. It is called Vampire Survivors. You're cheating. Continue, though. How am I cheating? When did the game come out? Uh, December 17th, 2021. Damn. Early. Uh, that's limited access to people. Nah. Did you have access? <laughs> Anywho. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Anywho, uh-huh, yeah, I'm with you. Keep going. Game is fantastic. It is essentially a roguelike shoot 'em up bullet hell, except you are the bullet hell. You are killing all these enemies, and it gets fucking wild. It takes about, depending on how good you are, a couple minutes up to about 30 ish minutes. You can kind of push the game a little further than that, but it's pretty much going to kill you at 30 minutes. Hmm. So. Pretty much, you start off as one little guy around in a forest, very old school, very maybe like NES graphics, and you have a whip, and these bats are coming at you, you whip them, you know, they drop some experience, you pick it up, you might get some other upgrades, and very fast, this game gets super crazy with all the upgrades, weapons, or like accessories that you can get. Yeah. And... I've seen like people play this game on like Twitch and everyone plays this game so differently. Me, I play this thing where I don't want enemies going anywhere near me, so I'll try to get like this garlic thing upgrade that has like a like thing around me. Then I'm gonna get these Bibles that spin around me so they can't get to me. Oh, they're not kidding with the vampire. Yeah. Huh? And then you could do things like get things like spinach upgrades, which like <laughs> increase your uh like your base attack. For everything, and then you get like everything laurels. you're saying sounds nonsense out of context. It is so it's, it's 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 a crazy game, and it's only like five bucks. I bought it when it was three dollars and had the access, and it was so good, well worth the money. Nice. I'm actually just replaying it for shits and giggles on the Xbox now. You could be I, playing Horizon too, you know. I could be yes, <laughs> but it's just a fun, you know. Pick it up. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, after like 30 minutes, this game is going to murder you. It's going to send out this thing that's meant to kill you. You, If right. you have like revives, you can try to get back, but it's just going to kill you fast. All right. Definitely worth It's The game's crack. <laughs> well okay. worth it. What's it called again? Vampire Survivors. All right. It's free uh, you, on like iOS and Android right now, I think, still. So hmm. you can get it there. Or you can just right. pay the five bucks on Steam, or it's on Game Pass for Xbox. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, check it out. Um, his one and only game on here, uh, Vampire Survivor. Yes. Uh, that's your number four. My number three this is a weird pick because I don't know what to qualify this. I guess it's a toy. I'm not sure. But anyway, this past year, I got into Legos heavily, mm, nice. heavily as you guys can see. Uh, I know this is not uh, uh, a visual podcast but behind me there's a list of there's a like a list i mean there's like um a, whole a ledge thing. of legos yes a ledge of legos thank you um and i wouldn't say right now because i know there's a lot of like in you know we, if you're into the lego thing you're pretty much an enthusiast in a way i'm not that crazy but uh, for those who want to know um i have speaking of uh, horizon i have the tall neck uh made that that's what you badass um I have the uh, the big Vespa one, uh, the blue, like, old Italian Vespa one. I have the Seinfeld one, which I think Ralph gave me, um, which is the Seinfeld, uh, the stage, you know, uh, Jerry's house. Um, and lastly, I got the ISS station, which is, like, the big <laughs> fucking fat one over there. Um, and I, it's just, like, it's just a very, uh, it might have been my, the most loving, like, enjoyable new hobby I've been having. Um, and it's still going. I just made one today of like uh, the Marvel Thanos battle thing they did um, from uh, Infinity War. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun watching them and making videos of them and just getting the next one or saving money for the next one, really, because they're kind of expensive. Uh, an expensive hobby to be sure. But uh, I've been really enjoying the cars, a lot of the vehicles that they have on there. And I've been doing that this last year. And it's not going to stop either. I don't think so. Anytime soon. So, uh, check that out, I guess. Check your childhood out, because this is the closest I'll get to something personal. Check your childhood. <laughs> yeah. I did not play enough Legos when I was a kid. I am recouping that expense. So, yeah. That's my number three, Legos. All right. Bob, your number three. My number three is a uh, anime that started in 2021, <laughs> and I want to say finished in 2022. I don't know if it's going to continue. Hopefully it will. We'll see where it goes. Um, it's uh, Ranking of Kings. Has anyone seen this one? No nope. Negative. Yeah. Shit's for weebs. Yeah, well, I'm kidding. The people of the kingdom look down on the young Prince Boji, who we follow Prince Boji, uh, who can neither hear nor speak. They call him the useless prince while jeering at his supposed foolishness. Um, he's like supposed to be older, but he also has like there's a lot of stuff going on. He's a son of a of a giant. Go figure. He's this little little twerp, but he can't. He says he can't hear. He can't speak. Uh, he makes noises with his mouth and stuff like that. Well, he tries to. Um, so bizarre. And he's he's got a brother who he's the next in line because he's the first son of this uh, dying king kingdom. And there's uh there's other kings in the the world or in the realm and. They actually rank your status of like how powerful you are with everything, through power, 
through the money that you have, you know, land and everything like that. Someone comes out and like almost evaluates you, right? And currently they're in a country with like actually pretty decent because the dad is super powerful, like, like probably top three, top two, right? But uh, which is the current king. But his dad's about to die. And they're talking about like, well, who's going to take over? And he's been training his whole life um, on how to become a better swordsman, better everything. But the problem is, is that he's just like he's kind of the wimp. He's nothing. There's nothing going on in this, and huge, people treat him huge like shit. disadvantage, right? Yeah, gigantic disadvantage. So his brother's going to be the next in line, and it's a different mob, not even the same mob that he had because it was like. So it's it, there's a lot of shit going on. That's some entry right there. Yeah, man, it's it's cool. That's uh, what happens into this. But Pr- Boji, Prince Boji, is fantastic. He ends up meeting a, a shadow-like form, a shadow-like uh, entity or something that like that's almost been like wiped out of existence. Existence that ends up befriending him, um, and he kind of gets through traverses the world. He tries to essentially. He gets uh, the story for him is he's trying to fulfill his destiny, which is be the king of his of his country. Um, but currently, his brother is going to be the one in charge. But how does he how does he get past that? He has to find find through his difficulties through his own uh, handicaps. Uh, and it's really it's a really cool story. But it's actually really sad also to watch everyone like make fun of him and think that he's <laughs> like less yeah. than and stuff like that. Even though he is a prince, um, it is crazy to watch alone on that aspect. Is it like Tyrion? Like you know, I want to make fun of Tyrion. He's like technically a prince, sort of. Yeah, very much, very much so in that aspect. He is very, very much like a Tyrion character, where he just doesn't age properly. He doesn't grow properly. He doesn't have anything. He's this little thing, little 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 chibi guy. Um, but man, the stuff that he does and he goes through is fantastic. Uh, so definitely watch. I recommend this to, to anybody who hasn't seen it. It's an easy watch. Also, uh, I think twenty three episodes is what's on. It's on Crunchyroll or Funimation, whatever you have. Um, Crunchyroll owns all the things, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. But I, like I said, I highly recommend this 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 anime. You'll get into it really easily, and it's really fun. It's a really unique story as well. Get away from that ik- isekai stuff. Um, <laughs> isekai is life, right? So that's our ranking of kings. <laughs> my number three. Um, awesome. Never heard of it. Might check it out. Um, because your recommendations have never failed me yet on anime. Um. All right, that's your number three. Uh, Luke, your number three. All right, final three. All these three are going to be pretty much music albums for me that came out this year, so don't care. All right, number three. Ghost's fifth studio album, Impera. Hmm. It came out. Yeah, go ahead. It came out in March of this year. Of 2022. Yeah. Did you, did you know about it? Yes, I did know about it. Did you listen to it? No. Ah, okay. Not yet. Um, I didn't think I was going to like this album at all because the first tracks that were released from it, they had that like Hunter's Moon song that was on the Halloween soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Didn't care for it. Then there was another one, I think. Uh, what was it? Uh, Call Me Little Sunshine. That was like the other single that came out from this. And I was like, I'm I, I not feeling these songs. But still, I pre-ordered the album and I uh, got it a couple of days early because I got it directly from the record company. I pre-ordered it from them. And man, once I heard Watcher in the Sky, fucking changed everything for me. Hmm. 
that's the song that they should have chosen as their be like their single. One of the best songs they've written. Or he's really? written, depending on how you want to look at this band. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, definitely one other I mean, their albums just keep getting better and better with time. Uh real quick, describe uh the band. The, so, okay, Ghost is it's like a, it's a heavy metal band, hard rock. It depends. Their their sounds all over the place, but they have a very crazy satanic looking theme and very satanic type lyrics, kind of. But I don't know. They're, they're fun. It's like a fun experience. This was made for big arenas type of thing. Yeah, and that's the kind of shit that they're pulling off, and it's fantastic. I agree. I love this band. I've, I've been, we messed on the last, uh, latest album, but I do want to hear it. And even like the, some of like the slower songs are still so good. Mm-hmm. I agree. But Watcher in the Sky, that is the one that just completely changed this album around for me. Awesome. And, but they, and they have like really weird songs about like, uh, like the, the whole concept of this album is like Rise and Fall of Empires. So they talk about like the 1920s and like Industrial Revolution and it's all these themes in there, but it's really good. Definitely check it out. A lot of people give Ghost shit because they said they're not a metal band or whatever, but people just hate popular things sometimes. It is what it is. I mean, yeah, always too. But yeah. Um, all right, that's your number three. It's uh, Ghost. Uh, what's the latest one album called again? Impera. Impera. Uh, check it out, guys. And uh, we're on to our number two. last two's here. My number two is uh, technically a book, but it's more of a graphic novel. Um, it is Paper Girls. I finished Paper Girls uh, this last year. I should say I finished the second half of Paper Girls. I, I had read the first half back when I was current with the sh- with the issues. Um, mm-hmm. When was it? 20... Like 2016, 2017? Um, the first, uh, oh, it started in October of 2015 is when it started. Um, not probably that year, but the like 20 right away after that, I was starting to read it and I got the volumes as they came out. But at some point I stopped because again, you know, I had to wait, right? So I had the first two volumes or so. Um, and I was caught up and I love the, the graphic novel and it's great. It's, uh, and then, uh, I completely forgot about it. And then until this last year, of course, I, you know, I saw that they have the complete thing, the complete story available to say, so I was like, I just bought that and like, I'm going to read the whole thing. Right. I'm actually currently rereading it again. Um, and it's a great story. It's made, uh, this is a book series created by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. Brian K. Vaughn, who those who may not remember, he did uh, Why the Last Man and what's that big sci-fi epic? Um, oh, it's in the tip of my brain. It's a big one. still ongoing. It's like huge. It's like a huge running. Saga? Saga. No. Yeah. Saga. Oh. That's him. Mm-hmm. You're right. Nailed it. Uh, but anyway, Paper Girls follows the story of four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls set in Stony Stream, a fictional suburb of Cleveland. As they are out delivering papers on the morning after Halloween, the town is struck by an invasion from a mysterious force from the future. The girls become unwillingly caught up in the conflict between two warring factions of time travelers. Um, so it's been a, a, a great fucking ride reading this. It's probably my favorite graphic novel or comic book. Of all time, not that I read a whole lot, but I know my way around, especially at certain time periods, like early two thousands, probably when I read the most current stuff. But even then, um, it is my favorite that I've read, and it's a very touching and wonderful journey and experience, and it's heartbreaking and horrifying and intense and great. I highly recommend everyone to read it. Uh, do not watch the show because it got canceled. 
Uh, but oh, uh, I was going to ask you, because I, I didn't see the show yet. That's the really sad part about it. So Amazon Prime, um, you know, commissioned the season one for this. And unless it comes out later in some other fashion, which I don't know. Come on, Netflix, um, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Prime uh, canceled after one season. So that sucked. I didn't even finish it because I got so discouraged when I heard. So, but it was great what I saw. But like, I just, you know, I mean, uh, just read the comic book because that's done. It's over. It's a done story. Check it out. It is Paper Girls on bookstores. Anyway, that's my number two. Raf, you're number two. Yes, my number two is a video game that I played for the, obviously, first time. Um, sorry, this fucking Wikipedia page is so fucking bright. Um, I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, I played Control. Of course. Yeah, I played Control for the first time last Oh. Yeah, that's a hell of a game. I played it. I played. I ended up playing this twice. I played it on, uh, and I beat it. And I muscled through it because it was on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like, "Man, it's on Game Pass. I'm gonna muscle through it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push through. It's gonna be great, no problem." And then I was like, "Motherfucker, I own this on Epic Game Store. <laughs> All the games." And then I was like, "That's crazy. You know what? Maybe I'll just buy the DLC on Epic Store, or..." I can buy the game again at, on Steam, DLC and all, and play it. <laughs> I totally did that anyways. It's like $3 difference. I was like, fuck it. I'll do it. So I bought it. Um, yeah, it's a fun ride, man. This is a really fun ride. 505 did a phenomenal job. Or Remedy uh, Publishers 505. Remedy did a great job playing, uh, with this game. It came out in early 20 or you know, mid-2019. Sounds um, right. Yeah, it, man, I, I dig the fuck out of this. I know it's uh, like in the world of Alan Wake, right? Am I correct? It's in the universe of Alan it's Wake. Yeah. Of Alan Wake. Yeah. yeah, it's more like a spin off than a sequel. I the whole like, story of it. Just There's so much house. interesting stuff. It's, yeah. It is sci fi fodder for you. Man, it really you is. Gang lovers it's just love so, this. It's so well done. The game plays so well. I heard they didn't even spend that much money on making this game. 50 million, it. which is like unheard of. Is, is, uh, shit to make a game like this. Man, it plays so well. It's it's just a lot of stuff is just phenomenal. Yeah, in this game, and I'm looking. I know they're making a part two or a sequel to this, the game or whatever they're doing. Controller, control, est. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, the you follow Jesse Faded, uh, who goes to the who's a telepath uh, who arrives at the oldest house, with just the F- FBC, uh, the Federal Bureau of Control, and even the beginning is just ominous and brooding and stuff and like mysterious that and shit. it's so cool man i, I <laughs> you see your portrait hanging on walls like what i've never been here before yeah i've never been here before right. right right and then everything like mirrors itself and it's just really cool but anyways um a rise of the holders files filing a telepathic message from polaris seeking the whereabouts of her kidnapped brother dylan um and then you kind of find the body of this uh zachariah trench who uh ends up being the the director and you pick up the weapon, and you're like, guess what? It's your weapon now. Oh, that means you're the director now. What? 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 Huh? Mm-hmm. And you're like, and you just kind of have to wing it. And it's really I cool, man. I am the captain now. I, essentially, I am the captain now, very much so. <laughs> and there's so much cool stuff in this in this game. I, I can't get past it. Um, I had tons of fun that I, once I beat it. It is I like, a, it it's it like again. a man in black, but if they were serious. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a man in black if they were serious, but more like uh, just with the occult, not like aliens, mm-hmm. right? Um, Although also aliens, I, I don't know. The, yeah, yeah. I guess the board members, yeah. are not well, from this world. I, I love going back to the the hotel yeah. as well. 
Oh, uh, man. Did it take so- you too long to figure out the hotel thing? No, nothing took me that long hmm. to figure out. I think only one puzzle pissed me off. But hmm. it's funny because the second playthrough, I, was, I just fucking was like, nope, dodge this bitch. Like, boom, boom, boom. Just like, let me just go through it so fast. But it's really fun. Yeah. I recommend this game for anybody who hasn't played it. It's just uh, a really and fun the hiss is a cool game. concept. That's a cool. Uh, the hiss is a really cool concept. It's like yeah. a cool zombie mechanic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Way to do Man, I, there's just so much about this game that's really fun. And then uh, the abilities are the, everything feels really well in this game. Nothing feels bad in the game. That's what's so a lot fun of detail. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like I said, for fifty million dollars, that's not they made fucking. I mean, you'll be afraid of a television set or a fridge for no reason. You're afraid for everything. <laughs> the fact that that one guy's staring at this thing, like, can't yeah, yeah. stare at it. You're like, what if is bonkers? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love how. Did you like, save him though? I no. I love how life goes on though, right? Mm-hmm. There's even though there's a big, like, catastrophe going on. The hiss. There's like, hey man, there's an equal potential catastrophe yeah. right here that we got to stop and it's really cool um so the, just the world itself i was so drawn to it so yeah that's uh that's control i'm just gonna stop gushing about it go play it i don't know why you haven't done it so yet yeah it was free like on every platform at one point or another i think i have it all i think it came out for like ps plus later in the year also yeah. all that. well i guess i own it for every platform now so whatever yeah um, it's one of the games i'm like at the end and i just didn't finish oh come on i know i'm the worst yeah, you you really are. I mean, why aren't you go finish it? We'll wait. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our episode. <laughs> it's four in the morning now. Uh, that sucks. Finish it. It's really good. It's a good ending. It really sticks to landing. So anyway, uh, I'll stop gushing too because I love the show uh, game. You're number two, Luke. <clears throat> All right. My number two is a band that I discovered called Locust Point. I saw them open up at a uh, for two other bands, uh, Savage Master and High Spirits, and I heard that these guys are from Michigan, and this was the first time they ever played outside of Michigan. And holy shit, I was blown away by them. It, it's a huh. three piece that sounds fucking fantastic. If you're like old school type of like hard rock, heavy metal type of vibe, amazing. Hmm. It was so good. So that was the opening night for like that little tour. They were going to play with the bands again, like a week later, at kind of like the end of their like little Midwest tour in Indiana. So me and my buddy were like, let's go see them again. Got a room in Indiana, yeah. go out there just to see yeah. that band again. Fantastic. At the time, they only had their uh, uh, self-titled debut album out. But then a couple months later, they came out with their second album called Michigan, Ra- uh, Michigan Drag. Mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal album i somehow got like a early copy of it before like weeks before it released i'm telling you that thing was in my car non-stop damn just amazing hard rock if you're like a fan of like maybe like motorhead or like thin lizzy this is it all right i like those yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> locust point and the album that they came out with this year is Michigan Drag. All right. Cool. Excellent. Never heard of them, obviously, because I don't know much about fucking music. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. That's a great number two, assuming. Um, Locust Point. Check it out, guys, on iTunes or whatever. People still use that? Um, we're on to number ones here, the last ones. My number one is not just a book, but it's a series of books. I read the entire series of a... Of the Expanse novels. 
The last oh. time I'll mention The Expanse, I promise. The TV um, show? No, no, the books that are that they're based on. Uh, the Expanse is a nine book series, a nine book science fiction um, insanity. Basically, the expanse is set in the future in which humanity has colonized much of the solar system, but does not have interstellar travel. Travel over the vast distances between planets and the solar system has been made possible with the Epstein drive, a constant acceleration propulsion system. Through though the G-force exerted during acceleration is debilitating, without the use of special uh, drugs. And from there it goes on, like the, this, the humanity is split between the people that are from Earth, the people that are from Mars, um, and the outer planets, they're called the belt. They're basically the miners, the workers, the, the ones that bring the resources and they haul them back, right? Uh, but uh, when you're there long enough, guess what? You can't live anywhere with a gravity anymore. You have to live in and raise and make children and, right, and families and to just in space for the rest of your life. And they can't, they can't sustain Earth gravity or moon gra- or, you know, anything. Um, and so humanity gets split into these three things. And the political thing that goes on from those from that is, like, in, very intricate and very, obviously, forewarning of our times. It's, like, very historically humane in bad and good ways. Um, the story follows mainly a crew uh, called, well, they crew up the Rose and Nancy in the first book, but it takes a while to get there. And this crew are, like, the, the key factors of, like, they're in the middle of the new messes that are going on. So in all this time of humanity taking over the solar system in these books, uh, no one has ever seen anything alien, you know. But the first book introduces the very first alien, like a particle. It's not not a particle, but uh, I'm just going to call it that. Uh, An alien substance they find in one of the moons. Yep. And um, and the experiments that are happening under you know under the under the under the waves under everyone's guys and um, it's about that but it's also about a lot more. I call this book the Game of Thrones in space because of all the shifting characters, a lot of land, a lot of different points of view uh, from all sides, bad and good, all the time, and a lot of years pass and time lapses, and it's uh, a really great overview of this really well told story of humanity, basically. And yes, about how potentially this kind of alien race had existed, but they existed so long ago that only this fragment of remains is what we have for us to to look at. Um, it's great. It's a great exploration of a lot of things. It's fantastic. There's a lot of great action in it, a lot of great <coughs> intensity stuff. It's great drama and horrifying stuff. It's not a horror book or anything, but it's, uh, some good weird shit goes on in this series. Uh, there are also nine novellas. I did not read those because I wanted to finish before the year ended. I barely finished in late December. So um, so I couldn't read the novellas. But there are nine as well. Um, and I might, I might check those out. Um, but anyway, that's The Expanse, the novel series. Well worth it. It's my favorite science fiction series that I read. And there's a lot. So that's pretty hard to say. Also, Recency Bias we'll see in a couple of years, right? But right, I think right. it's very good. <laughs> um, right. Recency Bias is a real thing. Anyway, that's my number one. The Expanse. Check it out, guys. Raf, you're number one. My number one is something that I omitted in one of my other top ten um, lists because um, I wanted it here. Okay. Um, I wanted it on this list. Uh, and that's um, what's it called? Uh, my alternate history. My love for alternate history. It's uh, for all mankind. Oh, I see. I was wondering why it was conspicuously missing from your <laughs> top, top TV. TV. Yeah, I know. You were like, I'm like do you really like the show? Why? What the fuck? We watched it together. Right. We, I know, we watched it together. We watched it together because, I mean, well, first of all, you're welcome because I got you into the show. Um, 
Secondly, you're welcome for your, you know, to continue the hatred for the Russians. Yeah. I didn't trust hey. no goddamn Russian in that right. show. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Anyways, yeah, Alternate History is a plethora of this one, and I love it. Uh, it's got three seasons so far. Apple TV original. Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, for all mankind. Uh, in an alternate version of 1969, the Soviet Union beats the United States to the moon, and the space race continues on for decades with still grander challenges and goals. I love the fuck out of that because it just like pushes technology, pushes everything that we do you because know, we weren't the first ones. And pushes all of a progress and equality. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool, man. It's so cool to see the changes in the times and everything and. It, it, it's just super, super cool, and the inclusive. A, a lot of things just like go faster, you know. It's really cool, a really cool show, man. I uh, I highly recommend it. I got recommended this show a long time ago, maybe like two years ago now, by a guy at work who literally just said, "Do you watch TV?" <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you have Apple TV Plus? I go, I, or do you have Apple TV? I was like, like like the box or like apple tv like the subscription and he was like yeah the subscription. you gotta watch for all mankind and i was like okay thanks like and then he was <laughs> like yeah it's about alternate history blah 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 and i was like oh okay well thank you for telling me that i go that does sound cool i appreciate it thank you and then uh, two years later i saw it anyways yeah um, yeah man I, I have tons of fun it's one of our watches that me you and uh, danny watch together uh, the three brothers and it's just like uh, it's really cool we would get together watch like two three episodes at a time um, to the point where we caught up with the show. We're like, God damn it, we gotta wait a little. Now bit. we have to wait week yeah. by week. Yeah, yeah we're like, we gotta wait. What is this bullshit? Yeah, and then we I were agree. waiting, and then we were like, fuck it, and we missed out a week, and then we're like, ah, we might as well wait for the rest of it. Yeah, um, yeah that Netflix binge mentality now. Right, exactly. Yeah, but um, this is starring Joel Kinnaman, uh, Michael Dorman, uh, Red Smith, Chant- Chantel, uh, Van Satten. Uh, where is my girl? There, there she is. Uh, Chris Marshall. Um, fuck this Casey W. Johnson guy, but fuck him anyway. <laughs> uh, you already know who it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's a really fun show, and uh, I think Joel Kidman uh, knocked it out of the park brutally, brutally honestly. And uh, it feels so American. It's it's cra- It's weird to say, right? If, yeah, mm-hmm. it gives that vibe of like American pride, American stuff like that. But at the same time, like, like it's the thing that you it's the thing you like the most about america in my in my opinion which is like it could give the world this hope and this potentialness of like of grandeur you know uh because we're so young and stuff like that uh but besides the point for all my kind of i can't gush enough about it it's a really good show um and if you have that apple tv plus that i pay for luke you should totally watch it will do will do you're on my family class you might as well watch it (laughs) Yes, Papa. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, that's my number one. All right. All Who right. Number one. My number one. <clears throat> this is something that took me back to the early 2000s. This is called The Halo Effect. It's a band. And oh, that's the name of it. I thought you were yes. describing the feeling yeah. that it's called <laughs> The Halo Effect. It sounded uh, like... Say, yeah, me too. Right. Uh, okay. The album that they finally released this year is called days of the lost fucking phenomenal. They were teasing. Like, I think that they released the first single back in November of 2021. And since then I was fucking hooked. Hooked. And any, any time they dropped a new, like a snippet of a Mm -hmm. song just to tease. I was all over that fucking thing. 
And when the album came out, it did not disappoint. It is essentially five members of they used to be a, of a band called In Flames. At one point or another, decided to do their own side project called The Halo Effect during mm-hmm. COVID because you know they were in Sweden, had nothing better to do. So hey, fuck it, let's like, start. All of them together made a difference. So uh, the depending, so they were there at different times. So. The main guy who started the band was uh, Nicholas England. He was in In Flames for like about a year or something left. Uh, the bass player for In Flames, Peter Ivers, was there for like about 10 years. Then he left. Same with uh, Jesper Stromblad and Daniel Svensson. They were all in the band at the same time. Uh, the, the other guitar player and the drummer. And Michael Stan was the first singer for In Flames on their first album. But then Michael Stan went to do Dark Tranquility and stayed with that. And he's still the sole member of that band now. So all these guys, all five guys were in this one band at one point in time, did their own thing called the Halo Effect. But anyway, back to the, these guys and their bands, respective bands like Dark Tranquility and In Flames, they created this thing called essentially melodic death metal. And from Sweden, there's a very distinct sound called like, they would call it like Swedish metal or Swedish melodic death metal. It was yeah. just so distinctly came out of Sweden. It was so goddamn good. And this is what I got hooked on in the early 2000s and still am today. But, you know, genres change over time, essentially, because if you listen to like old melodic death metal, not a lot of clean vocals, more growly, more melodic you know, tones. Newer stuff tends to be way more melodic, more clean, more processed. This is just that, that in-between era when they were first experimenting with like clean vocals and things like that. And I don't know. This is just the album that took me back to my teenage years. Or yeah. early teenage years. Which we regret. We all regret that. <sighs> Not this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, I'm, number one. It's, what's yeah. it called again? The Halo Effect. Halo Effect. Days of the Lost. I almost booked a trip to Atlanta to go see them do a one-off show at Prague Power this year. But you can't finish Control, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> the only problem is that the tickets sold out so fucking fast for this show. Hmm. I'm hoping they, they announce like a little mini tour and I could maybe catch them on another day, but we'll see. In a way, I put all my romanticism into that one night and I was never able to feel all this again. Like... Somehow this night took things away from me and I expressed them to you and you took them with you. It made me feel cold, like if love wasn't for me. I, I, don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You know what? Reality and love are almost contradictory for me. It's funny. Every single of my exes, then they're married. Men go out with me, we break up, and then they get married. And later they call me to thank me for teaching them what love is oh, and God. that I taught them to care and respect yeah, women. I think I'm one of those guys. You know, I want to kill them. Why didn't they ask me to marry them? I would have said no, but at least they could have asked. But it's my fault. I know it's my fault because I never felt it was the right man. Never. But what does it mean, the right man, the love of your life? The concept is absurd. The idea that we can only be complete with another person is evil, right? Can I talk? You know, I guess I've been heartbroken too many times and then I recovered. So now, you know, from the start, I make no effort because I know it's not going to work out. I know it's not going to work out. You can't do that. You can't live your life trying to avoid pain and the expensive and crazy. Those are words. I've got to get away from you. Stop the car. I want to get out. No, no, no. Don't don't get out. All right. All right. That's the number one. And those are our our, our favorite discoveries of the year. And that's not the actual term. The 10 best discoveries in 2022. That's what I meant to say. Um, Now we get into some honorable mentions. I don't have a lot. 
Um, there's sure there's a lot more that I'm forgetting, but I'm just going to mention some of these. Uh, the Witcher 3 merits my honorable mentions. Even though I didn't finish it, I gave it like 50 hours. Um, it's funny because I, I remember the first time you played it, you did not like it. No, I did not like it, but as a handheld on the Switch, it works well for me. Um, that's where I was really playing it. Um, uh, a, a movie slash mag- magic show that I really enjoyed that I saw way early in the year was In and of Itself on Hulu. Um, great fucking, great fucking short there. And then uh, I also read Stephen King's Thinner, um, especially well, the audiobook really. And it's uh, it's great. I, that's a great fucking book. I like that a lot. Uh, I, re- I also saw the the miniseries Small Axe, which is on Prime. A uh, uh, fucking great teach like it, that should be taught in schools kind of fucking show. It's fucking really hard though, but great fucking show. Um, Yellow Jackets also is another show that came out in 2021, late in the year that did not make my top TV shows. Uh, great had a great first season. Season two I think is coming out this 2023, so I can't wait for that. Uh, for all mankind, um, this, this for all mankind and Better Call Saul were shows that I saw I caught up with in the year. But they ended up making my top 10 TV shows, so I didn't put them in here. Yeah. So I had the reverse effect of what Roth did. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then last but not least, Reservation Dogs, the first season I saw that. I didn't catch up to the new one, but it still merits a discovery, and it was really, really, really good. So, Raf? Uh Yeah, I have. Um, I saw. started watching The Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Have you heard of this one? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun one, but I didn't finish it. Um, I feel like they play a little bit too much. On some stuff, and I'm just like, eh, I'll get it back into it. But it was a fun watch, though, from what I've seen. I saw Code Geass for the first uh, for a while. I f- finished watching Code Geass, which is an older anime uh, of Lelouch of the Rebellion. Um, but it was just, it, maybe if I wa- if I saw it when it came out, I would have felt better about it. But I saw the first season, and I was like, eh, I was just like, it's okay. It's not that great, no matter what people say. Um, uh, I did play the. F- I was gonna re. I was gonna cheat with one of the games, uh, with Apex Legends because I caught. Ca- I got back into it. I had played it a shit ton when it first came out, but it's so different now. And compared, it's just how the game is played and everything with new maps and everything else like that. But I was just like, eh, I'll make sure it's not on there. Um, but then uh, I did watch that Shadow movie that I that you had already showed me. Oh that yeah, cool. yeah, that was a cool movie. Um, I like the original original originality of it. Of like with the umbrellas and stuff like that going on, and like them doing this craziness of just trying to take it back. But uh, at the same time, I felt like the movie—I don't know—I felt like I've seen this story. It could have been done better. Some of the stuff was unique, but um, overall, I've seen uh, better stories. Right on. But, yeah. All right, Luke. Um, yeah, I had like two books on here: uh, Masters of Doom, which is the story of uh, John Romero and John. Uh, I forget his name. The guys who made Doom, uh, then Control <laughs> Freak, the bio, uh, the thing about Cliffy B, Fruitvale Station. I was fairly right. close to edging that into number ten or something. Um, finally got into you know the band Kiss, <laughs> except from like the three songs that everyone kind of knows. Right. I got into like a lot of their older albums and like some deep cuts before I went to go see them live for like one of their last performances that they've been dragging on for God knows how long. Mm. So, a lot of good stuff there. It's our going away tour, 10 years in the making. (laughs) It's funny, they just said, "Ah, uh, it was an interview, one of them saying, like, hey, we know what, we might do one off shows after this whole end of the road tour. So, 
you never know when they're gonna actually gonna they're gonna quit when they die. Pretty yeah, much. Probably, yeah. yeah. They they well they, oh, they enjoy they do it. The, they do the rush thing where they just play locally. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> two two thirds of rush. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. And then we have some uh, some uh, music wise things like finally got into like the helicopters. Um knew about them, never really listened much of their stuff. Uh bands like Night, who finally released Voices of the Cronian Moon, Summerlands, who released Dream Killer finally after God knows how many years. But yeah, a lot of good music this year. So all right. Stuff. And those are our discoveries and honorable mentions for that. And that is it for our show, really, because there's no there's no extra stuff on that. We're not gonna do anything else. Uh, special missions, which is all of life. We missed a lot in life. We don't know yet. Um, uh, remember, uh, so anyway, you have been listening to the, every, another movie podcast. That's sad. Normally, we do come out every other Wednesday. However, this is this show marks the beginning of our break. Um, so we will be taking a month plus off, maybe like six weeks off. We're going to return in and around the time of the Academy Awards, either right before the ceremony, so we can talk predictions and have fun with that. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll just skip it because, you know, we treat the Oscars as kind of whatever. Um, we'll come back and we'll do an after play. And then we'll, we'll, whatever it is, when we come back, we're going to finish up our previous marathon in one fell swoop. Um, kind of like finish up last year. It's kind of like homework assignment. Um, and then we'll come back strong with like whatever we've seen so in the last month or two and so on and so forth. And then we start back the year again. So we're going to take a, a little bit of vacation. But um, when we come back in March... Stay healthy. Until then, I'm Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See y'all later. Bye. 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 What the hell was that?